Well, Merry Christmas and good morning, everybody. Hope you're looking forward to celebrating Christmas with your family, with your loved ones, but also with your church family. Christmas Day is on a Monday this year, meaning Christmas Eve is on Sunday. And so this year only, we are changing the schedule for our traditional Christmas Eve services. Rather than doing them in the late afternoon and early evening, we will have two Christmas Eve services on Christmas Eve morning. That Sunday morning, December 24, one service at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. No life groups that day. And those services will be just like our traditional Christmas Eve services with the candle lighting. Uh, we'll darken the room. We'll do what we normally do on Christmas Eve, but we'll do it on Christmas Eve morning, December 24, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. And let me urge you to invite people. I mean, uh, it, they, they won't have to miss any Christmas Eve meals or dinners. They still have travel time. Great opportunity to invite people to come to worship with you and celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, you know, in some ways, Christmas has become the new Easter when it comes to inviting unchurched people to church. So take advantage of the schedule this year and invite as many people as you can. Pick up the invite cards this Sunday at First Baptist. Use them and invite people. Encourage them to come and join you to worship Jesus on Christmas Eve morning. God bless you for that. All right, today we are in James 4. And um, I don't know how you felt when you read this chapter, but for me, I thought, wow, James is blunt. James is... You know, in this chapter, he's just, he's just kind of in your face. He's real blunt, and he writes about a lot of different topics. Um, now, what spoke to me is, is, is something he said about temptation and dealing with temptation. Look with me at verses 7 and 8. He says, Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And I read that, and, and as I pondered it and reflected on it and meditated on it, uh, I just got to thinking about the, the practical way to deal with temptation. Because, you know, temptation is, is, is either, you know, you see something with your eyes or you're in a certain situation, location, or a thought pops into your mind how do you deal with temptation? Well, here he says, resist the devil and draw near to God. You know, cleanse your hands, purify your heart. What, what is that saying in, in, uh, in practical terms? Well, let me describe it this way. I think part of what he's teaching us here is that when temptation comes, you're going to have a thought, whether it's something that's physical or if it's just a mental, but, but you have a thought in either case that very quickly, immediately when the temptation appears, say no. In your mind, say no. And then you have to also immediately, if you will, say yes. What do I mean by that? You see something, you think something is a temptation, immediately say no to that and say yes to something godly. You, you have to re redirect your thought immediately from the temptation to something focused on Jesus. So you say no to the temptation, to the, to the sinful thought, and immediately change it and think yes to something godly, something biblical, something good. 
it's like uh, sometimes parents with young children, um, the best the best way to deal with something is not always discipline. Sometimes what you need to do, especially with younger children, is just distract them. Just distract them. And uh, everything will be okay. And that, that, in a sense, is what you're doing with yourself. You're distracting yourself from the temptation by saying no to it and saying yes to something else. So you're redirecting your focus. Because if you don't, then the temptation becomes powerful. If all you do is say no, 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 no. The, as you're saying no all those times, the temptation gets more strong. It's more powerful sometimes. And so you have to say no, but then immediately at the same time, say yes to something else, redirecting yourself, redirecting your thoughts, distracting yourself and saying yes to something godly. And that may even mean that in a physical situation, you might need to immediately walk to a different location. You may need to avert your eyes and look away. So you got to say no, and you have to say yes, mentally and physically, and you have to do them simultaneously that is how, that's, that, is, that is one of the practical ways of dealing with temptation. And, and so it's submitting to God. It's saying no over here because I want the devil to run away and I want to submit to God. And when I, when I do that, he flees because you weaken him. Okay? And he says, draw near to God and God will draw near to you because, the, let's, listen, the truth is God is never away from you, but when you do this and you draw near to God, guess what? You find he's there. You're close to him. But if you stay focused over here on the temptation, God gets smaller and smaller and the temptation gets bigger and bigger. So you say no and then you immediately say yes so that the temptation gets smaller and God gets bigger. That's just another reason that our daily Bible reading plan is so important because you are filling yourself with godly things. And God's going to use that to help you say no and then say yes more quickly. And that will protect you spiritually. That's the word for today. Um, I'll see you tomorrow as we wrap up this week and look at uh, James chapter 5. God bless you, everybody. <laughs>